Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On this episode of Narcissist Apocalypse Q&A, we discuss Lundy Bancroft's 10 Types of Abusive Men. Welcome to Narcissist Apocalypse Q&A, everyone. I am Brandon Chadwick, and today we are going to discuss Lundy Bancroft's 10 Types of Abusive Men. But before we get to that, if you want to be a guest on our Survivor Story episodes, please do go to NarcissistApocalypse.com. Top of the page, there's a button that says Guest Form. When you click on that button, it takes you to our very own Guest Form page. Please read all the instructions on the guest form page and send us an email at NarcissistApocalypse at gmail.com or fill out the form and press the submit button. And please do read all of the instructions and send us everything in the format that we ask for. And a big thank you in advance for that. So today's episode, we are going to discuss the 10 types of abusive men from Lundy Bancroft's book, Why Does He Do That? And if you have not read this book, I implore you to do so right now. And when it comes to uh, our Survivor Story episodes, lately I've been preparing guests and asking them to think more about what type of abuser they were uh, dealing with and to uh, maybe call things out a little bit more, discuss some of their motives, what was their actual thought process and what were they doing to get the result uh, that they desired. So when I started the show interviewing survivors, which was not the original intention of the show, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And the word narcissist in the way that it was being used in society and the ways we were using it, there was just a lot of different meanings to different people. I explained it very early on was a very basic meaning of the word. It was just someone who was very self-focused and not thinking of the other person. And over time, this show has uh, evolved. I started to understand more about abuse. And slowly, I started adding some things as far as what I thought people could learn from along the way. And little piece by piece, uh, this happened over time. So when I thought about the word uh, narcissist, not everyone on this show is talking about someone who has a narcissistic personality disorder. They might have a lot of narcissistic traits and fit into one of the 10 types of abusive people, but they might not have narcissistic personality, personality disorder, NPD. And when I do say the 10 types of abusive people, I actually mean nine types of abusive people because the last category, category number 10 on Lundy Bancroft's list is 
people that are either mentally ill, uh, people that are an addict, or someone with a personality disorder. And people in this category of abuser will also be one of the other nine abuser types. So not all of the nine abuser types will have a mental illness, a disorder, or an addiction issue, but people in this category, specifically category number 10 here, will be one of the other nine abuser types. So according to Lundy Bancroft, and we'll just go make a point here on point number 10 first, and then we'll go through the other nine. Uh, So according to Lundy Bancroft, when it comes specifically to narcissistic personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder contributes to the severity of the abuse. And those with NPD are unable to accept that they might have faults. They are outraged when anyone criticizes them, and they only see their narcissistic injury. So they are incapable of considering uh, that they could be anything other than some kind of kind and generous person. And this disorder is very highly resistant to therapy. And that's just because they're so deep in their narcissistic injury that they can't see anything else. They just see their injury and they do not see how they are actually treating you. They don't have empathy in, in those cases and really can't see outside themselves. So after getting number 10 in NPD out of the way, let's get into the other nine types of abusive people from Lundy Bancroft, and he has them as abusive men, uh, Lundy Bancroft's list. And the first one on the list is called the demand man. And according to Lundy Bancroft, this uh, type of abuser has these main attitudes and characteristics. And number one would be their thought process is, It's your job to do things for me, including taking care of my responsibilities. I'm unhappy about any aspect of my life, whether it has to do with our relationship or not. It is your fault. You should not place demands on me at all. You should be grateful for whatever I choose to give. And I am above criticism. And then the last thing that Lundy Bancroft has on this list is I am a very loving and giving partner. You are very lucky to have me. So if you are identifying with a lot of what I just said, you are dealing with the demand man type of abuser. And this type of abuser is highly entitled. And you'll notice a lot of crossover with someone with narcissistic personality disorder here with the entitlement that is going on. Uh, They expect their partner's life to revolve around their needs. They get angry and blame anything that gets in the way of that. So they're a blame shifter. We'll call that one out right there. This type is a blame shifter. Uh, They are enraged if they aren't catered to. It is impossible to make this person happy. So in this case, you might hear a lot of moving goalposts. No matter what you do, it will be impossible to make this person happy. And because of that, if you're a partner of this person, it feels like nothing you do is ever good enough. They are highly critical, usually about things that you should have done for them or things that you should have done better for them. So they're very nitpicky in these ways. They could have put downs in these situations. And you'll just have a constant feeling that you owe them for every little thing that they do. And that goes from emotional support, favors, caretaking, and sexual attention as well. So the demand man will feel like you owe them things for things that they actually haven't really done because they like to exaggerate what they've done. They like to overvalue their contributions. 
And one of the most maddening things about this whole scenario right here is that they'll eventually tell you how ungrateful you are. So there's this kind of like blind hypocrisy. They're really not doing much and then they're calling you ungrateful. They're like they're kind of flipping the switch and flipping the whole situation on you. And it's a projection really of, of what they're not doing and then they're projecting it uh, right back onto you, which can be very, very confusing for a lot of people. It's also a form of gaslighting. And another thing with this type of abuser, they can be very generous and they can be supportive, but it is usually only when they feel like being generous or supportive. Things are always on their terms. And that can also be a little bit confusing because sometimes they can have these moments. But if you really look at the motives for everything, everything here is on their terms. And if you were to ask for the same things that they ask where they might call you needy, they might call you controlling, they like to twist things around on you. Another interesting thing about this type of abuser is that they can actually be a little bit less controlling compared to the other types of abusers as long as they are getting their needs met. And they may actually allow you to have friends. They might allow you to have, a, you know, a support system. They might allow you to pursue what you're actually interested in, your hobbies and careers. But in a way, you've probably done the work for them. You've self-conformed based upon all of their demands that have gone on already. And you're in this self-conforming mode because you don't want to disrupt the system. And within that conforming, you might see these things that you're able to do, but you've really done a lot of the work yourself because they've manipulated you into thinking that. And if you look at this whole entire like structure of how they've built it, if it gets to this point, everything is based on their needs being met over your needs not being met at all. And next up on Lundy Bancroft's list of abusive people, abusive men, is Mr. Right. And the central attitudes driving Mr. Right are, you should be in awe of my intelligence and should look up to me intellectually. I know better than you do, even about what's good for you. Your opinions aren't worth listening to or taken seriously. The fact that you sometimes disagree with me shows how sloppy your thinking is. Uh, if you would just accept that I know what's right, our relationship would go much better. Your own life would go much better too. Uh, when you disagree with me about something, no matter how respectfully or meekly, that's a mistreatment of me. And if I put you down for long enough, someday you'll see. And I was actually talking to someone the other day, preparing them for an episode. We were doing a pre-call and I was listening to what they were saying about their parent. And I was just like, please read this. And I actually read it to them and it was about Mr. Wright. And they said, yes, that's exactly who my parent was. And Mr. Wright is someone who wants to be the ultimate authority on every subject. They speak with absolute certainty, brushing your opinions to the side. They see the world as a big classroom where they are a teacher and you are a student and they find little value in your thoughts or insights. So right here, they're just very dismissive of everything uh, about you know your intelligence and eventually this will become a dismissive of your emotions as well. When they are speaking to you, they're speaking in a very condescending tone. And when conflict arises, that condescending tone gets worse and worse. 
and it becomes a really big clash between being right and wrong or intelligence and stupidity. And really right here is, you know, you're not your own person. You're, you're being controlled. You're an extension of them, especially if you're a child. Um, you know, you're, you're not allowed to think for yourself. Uh, they want to do all the thinking for you. So this type of abuser will ridicule you. They will discredit your perspective and they like to gaslight you in, in that way. And a lot of times if you do get into a clash with them about something, they like to use their superiority to get themselves out of the responsibility or accountability that you don't know what you're talking about. I'm smarter than you. You, I am right. You are wrong. And they like to just really control the conversation with something that Lundy Bancroft calls the voice of truth. And when someone is the voice of truth, they've really convinced you, the partner or maybe the child, uh, of them being this absolute certainty, this you know, this person that's on this pedestal with this gospel. So you start to doubt your own judgment because your trust has been put to what they are saying is the truth. They're sowing the seeds of doubt with their abusive tactics. So you start to doubt your judgment. You start to doubt yourself as a person being bright. And eventually you might start to doubt your emotions of a situation. So it's a lot of gaslighting and control that is going on here through being right and wrong. And the abuser just wants you to doubt your mental abilities so they can control you better. And a Mr. Right type of personality, a Mr. Right type of abuser, they like to be an expert on how you should live your life, everything about your life when it comes to work, spending time uh, with your children, how you raise your children. They like to be an expert on all subjects and they think they know all of your faults as well. They think they know everything that is wrong with you, so they know exactly how to tear you down, but they also think they know how to improve you as well. And if you start to push back on the knowledge, if you start to push back on Mr. Right, if you don't accept what they're actually saying, this is when things will really start to escalate if you don't conform anymore. So they might insult you. They might call you names. They might mock you. So they're doing all these put downs. So also with this type, another abuse that they start to do is they might start ruining your plans. They might start leaving places without you. They might start saying bad things about you to other people people. And if this type of relationship does get physical, if there's ever physical abuse here, um, it, it's in the form of throwing things. They may raise their fists. So these are like physical intimidations, or they could actually attack you. So this type of abuser, they just don't want you to have your own mind and they'll do anything they can. So you won't have that. So every time that you are not taking their knowledge as gospel, things really will escalate because they really don't want you to have your own mind. This person, this abuser is all about control. It's focused on telling you how to think. You might feel suffocated by their control as if everything you are doing is under a microscope and they just want to impose their will, their knowledge over you. And that is Mr. Right. So next up on Lundy Bancroft's list of types of abusers is the water torturer. And this one is very subtle. It's very hard to understand. 
and it is very hard for you to tell other people what is going on when it is the water torture. And I say it's very hard to understand because when you're in these relationships with someone like this, it's hard to see that actual abuse is going on. Uh, The central attitudes driving the water torture, according to Lundy Bancroft, is or are, you are crazy, you fly off the handle over nothing. I can easily convince other people that you're the one who is messed up. As long as I am calm, you can't call anything I do abusive, no matter how cruel. I know exactly how to get under your skin. And this type of abuser uh, is very even keeled, and that is their weapon. They are calm. So they are like their tactics are done at a low volume. They can be sarcastic. They can just use regular laughter. They might mimic your voice. Uh, but when they uh, want to be cruel, they can be cruel. And they are cutting remarks. They are remarks that can go straight to your heart. But it's not done with yelling at all. It is done on a very, very even keel. There's no outward crazy rage that you hear of from other type of abusers. The water torturer does these things. And eventually you might react, but when you react, you might react in a way where um, you yell or you might raise your voice and that is how they'll flip things around on you. So while they are abusing you and when you have those reactions, which are a self-defense mechanism, that's what it really is, they can then turn around and say that, hey, you're the one that is yelling at me. Hey, you are the one that is raising your voice. You're the ones doing these things. You are the abuser. And that's where things here get very, very, very confusing. It is very subtle. And people in these relationships, it is very, very, very difficult to get out of these because for a very long time, you don't know that you're in it because you've been gaslit and they flip the script completely on you. So you start to blame yourself for these reactions that are going on. And this is very difficult to explain to other people. And once these things have started to happen, little things can happen eye rolls can happen. These little tiny things that only you know can happen that can set you off and yell. And then they, again, they can say that you're the one that is being abusive. So for people who are in these situations, uh, you can be in these situations for a very, very long time with the water torture type of abuser because you don't actually know that the abuse is going on and they have convinced you in, in, in many situations, many relationships, that you are the abuser yourself. And it's so hard to get uh, out of this. Uh, If the water torturer does become physically abusive, it usually takes a form of a slap. And they might say that they're doing it for your own good or to give you a a wake-up call. And once again, this type of abuser is just doing a really good job of gaslighting you to make you believe that you are the problem. And even when you're out of these relationships, it takes a very, very long time to understand what has actually happened. And there's a lot of residue after, especially in the anger uh, aspect of things, because everything is just so delayed because you were in this twilight zone for, for so long. And next up on Lundy Bancroft's list of abusive people, abusive men, is the drill sergeant. And the central attitudes of the drill sergeant are as follows. 
they think to themselves, I need to control your every move or you will do it wrong. I know the exact way that everything should be done. You shouldn't have anyone else or anything else in your life besides me. I'm going to watch you like a hawk to keep you from developing strength or independence. And I love you more than anyone in the world, but you disgust me. And the drill sergeant uh, is extreme when it comes to running their partner's life in any way they can. They'll criticize everything, clothing, where you can go, not go. They can interfere with work. Uh, they don't want anyone to be close to you. This person is someone who will be big into isolation to ruin your relationship with friends, relatives. They'll forbid you to see people, possibly may listen to your phone calls, read your emails, require your children to report on act activities that you're doing if you have shared children. And it's like you're living with a complete tyrant. Uh, you have no freedom of, at all and you're isolated. So it's like you're in your, in your own prison. They're also very jealous. They're extremely jealous people and they have verbal assaults and, and accusations of you cheating uh, or checking out other men. And they can also be really sexually crass with everything that they say and go on crazy sexual crass tirades. And with these types of remarks, you can see that they are actually very hateful when it comes to uh, women. They'll use the word whore a lot. And your experience of all of this uh, sexual uh, talk and, and the way that they are talking may actually feel like you are being uh, violated. Uh, and you will feel traumatized after a lot of this happens. And also at the same time that they are accusing you of cheating, so they're projecting this cheating, they are a lot of the time having affairs themselves. And this has nothing to do with infidelity. And it's really that you are a possession. You really aren't a human uh, to them. You are a possession. And this type is very high risk for being for being physically violent. And it will start off with threats, most likely, and then it will escalate into actual assaults. And if you stand up to this type uh, of abuser, the drill sergeant, because you want your rights and your freedoms, because you really deserve your rights and your freedoms, and the violence and threats are likely to escalate, until you become so hurt or terrified that you submit to their control. And this type of abuser is someone who can actually get to the point of beating you up very severely to like a really severe injury. And getting away from this type of abuser is not easy. It's difficult because you're being monitored in every single way. You're being isolated in every single way. But this is about control, power, and domination. And, uh, you know, it's it's a very, very, very dangerous a type of abuser, the, the drill sergeant, uh, as far as the physicality goes. Um, and if you're in this situation, please do contact a domestic violence agency or shelter. It's very important to have support groups. You know, reach out to someone to let them know what you're dealing with. But if you do so, please do it safely as well. And next up on Lundy Bancroft's list of abusive people, abusive men, is what he calls Mr. Sensitive. And the central attitudes of Mr. Sensitive, the things that drive Mr. Sensitive, what that's saying in Mr. Sensitive's head is, I'm against the macho men, so I couldn't be abusive. As long as I use a lot of psychobabble, no one is going to believe that I am mistreating you. 
I can control you by analyzing how your mind and your emotions work and what your issues are from childhood. And I can get inside your head whether you want me there or not. Nothing in the world is more important than my feelings. And women should be grateful to me for not being like those other men. And this is a very wolf in sheep's clothing because they're coming in as this understanding man, as this new agey, soft-spoken, gentle, supportive human being. But really, they don't like women at all. But that will come out uh, further. These types like to share their feelings, their insecurities, their fears, all of their emotional Uh, injuries. They like to say that they're in touch with their feminine side. They might go to retreats, 12-step programs, and read a lot of self-help books. They know all the jargon when it comes to feelings, being in touch with yourself, all of those little things. And they make it sound like they'll be following those things. But really, when it comes down to it, they really only have uh, feelings for themselves and things have to be centered around their emotional needs. It's very, very covert um, when it comes to this type of abuser, when it comes to the Mr. Sensitive and it feels like you have the perfect person, and other people might think that you have the perfect person, which makes it even more confusing because they could be like, oh my God, how did you get this person? They seem to be perfect in, in every way, which becomes very, very confusing. So some things that you might notice with this type of abuser is that their feelings might get hurt a lot more, and you don't know why you're hurting their feelings a lot, but your attention is constantly being focused on them, and their emotional feelings and their emotional injuries. So let's say your partner, you say something wrong to your partner, Mr. Sensitive is your partner, and you give them a big sincere apology and you accept responsibility like a normal healthy person would, this type of person might want you to continue to go on and on and grovel you know, as if you treated them ridiculously cruel when that wasn't the fact. You 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 said something that was wrong. You apologized for it. You gave a, a sincere account of accountability and responsibility, but it's not really uh, enough for them. And, you know, if you were the one that had your feelings hurt, they will insist on brushing it over very quickly. And that's when all of their psycho psychology jargon might come into play. And they say things like, let your feelings go through you. You don't just don't hold on to them so much. Things like that. Like they really want you to kind of let go, you know, really new agey kind of stuff. Here's the the hypocrisy of everything. So while they're making you grovel for something where you are actually sincerely apologizing, they are being hypocritical. They are minimizing your feelings. They are minimizing everything that is going on. They're telling you to just let it go. They're dismissing everything that is 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 going on. You're being invalidated by them. And that that right there is the hypocrisy of what is actually happening. Nothing applies to them when you are upset. It only applies to you when they are upset. And over time, this type of abuser will increasingly cast blame on you for anything they are dissatisfied with. And then eventually you'll also see that whatever's not going right in their life with this type of abuser, they'll start blaming you for that as well. 
when it comes to physical type of abuse, this person can actually become very threatening or intimidating. And they do become physically frightening. And this is someone who probably preaches nonviolence. But as the relationship goes on, you can see that they are actually uh, really not who they say they are. They are real a wolf in sheep's clothing. And next up on Lundy Bancroft's list of abusive people, abusive men is the player. And the central attitude, according to Lundy Bancroft, and what is driving the player is that women were put on this earth to have sex with men, especially me. Uh, women who want sex are too loose and women who refuse sex are too uptight. It's not my fault that women find me irresistible. It's not fair to expect me to refuse temptation when it is all around me. Women seduce me sometimes and I can't help it. If you act like you need anything from me, I'm going to ignore you. I'm in this relationship when it's convenient for me and when I feel like it. Uh, women who want the non-sexual aspects of themselves appreciated are bitches, and if you could meet my sexual needs, I wouldn't have to turn to other women. So in the early part of a relationship with the player, this type of abuser, uh, they might be head over heels in love with you and want to spend as much time as possible with you, especially in bed. And you may feel like you've caught someone who knows how to turn you on and you're pretty proud to be seen with them. You, you start to get like a very high opinion of yourself or you feel a sense of worth being with them, like you were chosen by them. And, and that's because in a certain way, you're kind of in this game where there are other women around and, and you got chosen. So your self-worth takes a big boost by by being around them, by being around the player. But eventually you notice that apart from sex uh, with this type of abuser, over time their interest starts to lessen and lessen, including their uh, sexual interest and energy when it comes to being with you. And that's when they might start looking at other women who are walking by. Uh, they might start flirting with everyone who is in the vicinity. And then all of a sudden, you become jealous. Uh, you start to you know, be called jealous. So that can be an abuse tactic that is going on right there. When you know what you're seeing that's going on right in front of your face, but they start to use that tactic uh, against you. Uh, right there. They might triangulate you uh, with these other people. That's These other people in these situations are used in that way uh, as well. And this is a, a really bad spot to, to be in when uh, really right off the bat, your your worth has been put into, into their hands. Um, you, you might feel like your relationship is actually uh, going somewhere for a bit of time and then it just really starts to stall. Uh, they might have actually agreed to move in with you, be exclusive with you, and you're getting serious and then all of that might fall uh, completely apart. And they might say that they have a fear of commitment, they're not ready, but the real issue is that they just don't want to have any restrictions on their freedoms and they just want to do whatever they want in life because this this type of abuser just really wants to exploit uh, women. And you really might feel like you're in a competition with other women in these situations. 
uh, in these situations. And that's where triangulation really comes to be a big part. They might tell you how these other women have been mistreating them and you might start believing those stories and they start sharing these bits of information. So they're creating uh, some tactics here that you don't like the other people. They don't like you. You think you might be winning this person in this situation and the other person is losing. A lot of competition is going on in this scenario. This type of abuser really likes to break up with you and then get back together. So you really don't know what's going on while they are gone and they're they're keeping you on a hook here they're they do a lot of hoovering in, in these situations but they're really like keeping you on the hook and with this type of abuser besides them wanting you to feel threatened by their flirting and then also gaslighting you by telling you that you are being jealous um and your suspicions are true, you have reason to uh, believe that way, you're being controlled uh, by, by being told that you are controlling. Uh, and that is going to drive you crazy because you know what's really going on, but you're really stuck in this competition uh, triangulation uh, of the player in, in the trance that they have uh, put you in. And they just have you on a string. They're not the best communicators. Their way of, uh, of abuse is they do some stonewalling, silent treatments, barely speaking to you, which puts you in the situation of kind of like having your drug taken away from you. And you're in these withdrawals and you feel discarded and you're sitting and, and you're sad and you're lonely and you're grabbing. You want them to come back. Um, and that's kind of what the stonewalling and the silent treatment and, and barely speaking to you does. And it really puts you in, in a bad spot, this type of abuse. Uh, this type of abuser can become physically abusive. But what is one of the most interesting things about their abuse is because you're so concentrated on thinking about the flirting and the cheating, a lot of these verbal manipulations, these verbal abuses that are going on, you're not even seeing them. You're not paying attention to them because you're so focused on the, the flirting and cheating that's going on that you don't know that you are being devalued in other ways as as well those things fall by the wayside and the player does not see you really as a human being they see you as a plaything, and they're really not seeing you as human and the player does not see women with any regard at all and that is the player and up next on Lundy Bancroft's list of abusive people, abusive men, is a type that he calls the Rambo. And this is a very, very dangerous type of abuser. The central attitudes, according to Lundy Bancroft, when it comes to this type of abuser, the Rambo, are uh, strength and aggressiveness are good. Compassion, conflict, resolution is bad. Anything that could be remotely associated with homosexuality, including walking away from possible violence or showing any fear or grief, has to be avoided at all costs. Femininity is inferior. Women are here to serve men and to be protected by them. Men should never hit a woman because it is unmanly to do so. However, for this type of abuser, there are exceptions to the rules for them. If a woman is bad enough, then uh, women need to be kept in line with physical violence. And the last thing on the central attitudes are uh, women are things that belong to me. And essentially to them, they are a trophy. 
So a Rambo is aggressive with everyone, not just their partner, not just you. They get a thrill out of intimidating people and striving to handle all life situations by creating fear. They have an exaggerated, stereotypical view of what it is to be a man, what a man is supposed to be. And this goes hand in hand with seeing women as being delicate, inferior, and in need of protection. A Rambo often comes from a home or a neighborhood where uh, they were the target of violence themselves. And the only way they learn to be safe is to be stronger, tougher, and less caring than everybody else. They have little patience for weakness, fragility, or indecision. And this type of abuser often has a criminal record for violence theft, drunk driving, or drug dealing early in the relationship with a Rambo. A Rambo can actually be someone who is loving, kind toward their partner like most abusers are at the beginning. But this type lacks uh, fear or pretends to, and they can make a woman actually feel safe and protected. And that's the real confusing thing here, that they can actually make you feel safe and protected. And this style of abuser can therefore be particularly appealing to a woman who comes from a violent home themselves or to one who is in the process of leaving another abusive relationship when they come upon this person that wants to protect you. And a Rambo can make you feel as though their aggressiveness would never be directed toward you because they love you. And I quote and unquote love you because this type of abuser really enjoys the role of being a protector, being this knight. But the big difference here is that they actually lack respect for women. They just disrespect women. And because of that, they might have very violent tendencies. And it really means that eventually this person will become physically violent toward you. Just a very dangerous type of abuser. And this relationship will most likely become physical with this person. And it's just a, it's a very, very dangerous relationship to be in. And if you are identifying that this is the type of person you're in a relationship with currently and is getting to this physical abuse and you are unsafe, please do reach out when it is safe for you to a domestic violence agency a shelter uh, as quick as possible because these people are, are, are very dangerous when it comes to uh, your life and, and severe, severe injury. So next up on Lundy Bancroft's list of abusive people, abusive men is the victim. And according to Lundy Bancroft, the big central attitudes of the victim are everybody has done me wrong, especially the women I've been involved with. Poor me. When he accused me of being abusive, you are joining the parade of people who have been cruel and unfair to me. It proves you're just like the rest. It's justifiable to me to do whatever I feel you are doing to me and even to make it quite a bit worse to make sure you get the message. Uh, Women who complain of mistreatment by men, such as relationship abuse or sexual harassment, are anti-male and out for blood. And I've had it so hard that I'm not responsible for my actions. So a lot of what you're hearing right there is that they're blame shifting. It's always someone else that is in in the wrong. Uh, everyone else is the problem, not me. They're not able to look at themselves. Um, and the guilt will probably play a lot uh, in here with the victim. They're trying to make you feel guilty for them so that they can guilt you into staying with them, guilt you into 
um, doing a lot of things. So when they do something bad, they can blame it on something else. And then you feel guilty for what they had to go through. And this is something that you've heard a lot on our show, uh, the victim type of abuser, that their life has been unfair. Um, a lot of times they will say that their intelligence has been underestimated uh, their whole entire life, that people have burned them. And that's why um, people are untrustworthy. And this type of person, the victim, really uh, tugs on the strings of those who have empathy and, and compassion. And it gets those people into a, a lot of trouble when it comes to the victim. This type of uh, abuser will tell you stories of how their partner might have abused them, how their parents might have abused them. And when it comes to their kids, if they have kids with an ex, how they've been cut out of their kid's life because their ex did that to them. They really try to get you on their side in a lot of cases, especially if they're in a custody battle with an ex to make you uh, believe that they are right and the ex is wrong and maybe do a little bit of that bidding uh, for them as well. You become kind of a bit of a flying monkey if you, at this stage of the relationship before you realize what type of abuser they uh, really are. But according to Lundy Bancroft, for this type of abuser, the victim, the one who might actually be pretending to, uh, who, who's really the abuser, who's pretending to be the victim, you really have to start paying attention to uh, how they talk about uh, abused women. Because a real male victim will feel sympathy for abused women and support their cause. Yet the, the victim type of abuser will actually say that women exaggerate or fabricate their claims of abuse or insist that men are abused just as much as women when we know that is not actually true. I think of the numbers around 85%. Uh, the amount of people that listen to this show, it's 87% women. So let's just say that that is pretty much close to uh, the number. And uh, as well, if you really start to notice the the victim um, is self-centered. Uh, everything seems to revolve around their wounds. They like to keep themselves the center of attention. So if you have children, he tries to get them to feel sorry for him as well. And this type of person, this type of abuser may say things like, you don't understand me. You don't appreciate me. You're always holding my mistakes over my head. This type of abuser may say things or flip things around on you to distort things by saying that you're the abuser and that you just can't tolerate me standing up for myself because of your bullying. When it comes to court, this type of abuser might present themselves uh, as the victim. When it comes to custody, they might try to turn your children against you. Often the victim claims to be victimized not only by you, but by other people in their life, their boss, their parents, their neighbors, their friends, strangers on the street. Everyone is always wronging them. So that's a way to really start telling if you are in a relationship with the abuser, with the victim type of abuser. It's really all everyone else's fault eventually. And when it comes to trying to escape abuse from this type of abuser, the victim, it's not easy because you always find yourself feeling guilty toward them despite their treatment of you. And it's a difficult time uh, ending this relationship because you feel like their life is so hard 
and that there's just so much pain involved by abandoning them. You're, you're, you're doing exactly what everyone else has done to them. They've really sown this story for you to have you never leave. So you can, they can abuse you in any way that they want and have the world revolve around them and not you. And when you do try to leave, they, they've really done their job of creating this victim mentality that, you know, you feel like they might not be able to live without you, that they might take their own life if you try to leave. Like they might become extremely depressed. They won't eat or sleep. They, it's, they really, really lay on that guilt really thick, which makes it really difficult for leave, especially people who are, are very, very empathic or compassionate to other people's needs. And the last abusive type on Lundy Bancroft's list is the terrorist. And the central attitudes that drive the terrorist are, you have no right to defy me or leave me. Your life is in my hands. Uh, Women are evil and have to be kept terrorized to prevent the evil from coming forth. I would rather die than accept your right to independence. The children are one of the best tools I can use to make you fearful. Seeing you terrified is exciting and satisfying. So the terrorist is a highly uh, controlling and extremely demanding abuser. This type of abuser will frequently remind their partner that they could physically hurt them or kill them. Uh, They don't necessarily beat their partner, but some abusers uh, know how to terrorize their partners with threats, statements. Uh, Some of these abusers will clean their gun in in front of you and that is a big big threat right there and it's all about the threat of the well-being of your life Uh, they seem to be very sadistic and enjoy causing pain enjoy causing fear they find cruelty thrilling Uh, this type of abuser uh, was most likely very severely abused as a child With this type, you really need to focus on getting yourself as safe as possible because their goal is to paralyze you with fear so you don't dare think of leaving or getting into contact with anyone at all. The trauma of living with this kind of abuser makes it very difficult to think of any sort of exit strategy in any sort of way because you're living in this trauma of the day in day day in and day out life of this psychological threat and fear of your life and that becomes your number one concern and you stop thinking about exit strategies at all so with this type of abuser you just really need to get as safe as possible Um, because their goal is to keep you in this state of fear and you're not going to be thinking properly. You have just have a really a lot of trauma going on. And when you eventually do leave this type of abuser, uh, they, they are someone who is a stalker. Uh, there are threats against you. They'll harass you for a very long time. If you have children, they may try to get custody with unsupervised visitations. They'll just try and figure out more ways to terrorize you or control you through the children as well. And it's just a really dangerous 
uh, type of, of of abuser. And if you're also in the, this type of situation where you feel like, again, your life is in danger uh, when it is safe to do so, please do get a hold of a domestic violence agency um, or, or a shelter as soon as possible or reach out to someone safely to let them know exactly what is happening. So this is our episode with Lundy Bancroft's uh, 10 Types of Abusers. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to be a guest on our Survivor Story, Story episodes, please do go to our website at NarcissistApocalypseTalk.com. Top of the page, there's a button that says Guest Form. When you click on that button, it takes you to our Guest Form page. On that page, you will see all of these instructions. Please read them and send us an email at NarcissistApocalypse at gmail.com or fill out our guest form and press the submit button. Also at our website, we have our very own support group. So if you need support, click on the support group button. It takes you to our very own safe social network. Inside there, we have Zoom meetings every Wednesday night, Thursday afternoons, and Saturday nights. We have forum boards for you to post and for everyone in our community to respond and support you and validate you. And we have ad-free episodes and episodes that never made it to air on there as well. So if you need support, please do join our support group today. Also, if you need even more support, please do visit our friends at domesticshelters.org. There you can access articles and resources. They are free. You can access uh, agencies, domestic violence agencies, and shelters as well. They have every email address and every phone number for every agency, no matter how big your town is or how small your town is. They are there at domesticshelters.org. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a good night. Night.